Anytime we're vetting anyone that has that calling to serve and they want to serve on the security team, there is a lot of extra training that goes in place. They go through stop the bleed class. They know how to tend to trauma wounds to stabilize someone until EMTs and ambulances arrive. They also go through what we call CCC, continuous chest compressions. It's an offtake of CPR, their AED certifications. We have intense training responding to a violent critical incident, any type of situation where we may have to evacuate. So all of the volunteers, there's just ongoing training And that's not even getting into the firearms component of it. Welcome to the Let's Go 360 podcast. I'm Larry Fraley, your host, and I'll be bringing you conversations with outstanding mission-minded leaders with the aim of helping you develop your own spiritual life by understanding what God is doing through our guests' lives as we learn about their ministries and what God has called them to do. Well, greetings, everyone. I'm Larry Fraley, your Let's Go 360 podcast host. First of all, thank you for supporting Let's Go 360 with your positive ratings, kind comments, and and referrals to your friends. Let's Go 360 is part of Christ Church of the Valley here in the greater Phoenix, Arizona area. Throughout the valley, CCV has 15 campuses where children may enjoy interactive activities that strengthen their faith where students can learn how to be Christ-centered change agents. Regardless of where you're at in your own personal walk, adults young and old will discover a place in which they can grow and feel at home. Well, today is a different kind of podcast. Normally, we talk about what God is doing internationally in some other country or even in the United States here. But today, we're going to talk about what God is doing in the local church because it's as much of a mission field as Africa or any other place in the world. And so today with me, I have the Safety and Security Director of Christ Church of the Valley. He's got a very interesting past, well-qualified for the job, and this is an exciting ministry that, to be quite honest, I don't think most of you know about, especially what goes on behind the scenes in the security team here at Christ Church of the Valley each weekend. And we're going to talk about that. We'll even talk about, does the church even need a security team? I mean, after all, it is God's house. Who would, who would harm God's house? But we're going to talk about that today. Rich, welcome to the show. Thank you, Larry. Thank you for having me. Rich, you know, I'd love for you to explain to our listeners a little bit about yourself. Tell them your story and how you got to CCV. Well, Larry, I'm a native Phoenician, born and raised Uh, My career started with the uh, Phoenix Police Department. I worked numerous details while on the department, and after almost 28 years, I retired. And once I retired, I went to work in the NFL back in New York in the security department, initially as a manager, then as a director, responsible for coordination of security for the Combine, uh, Pro Bowl, Super Bowl, and executive protection for the commissioner. Wow. Now, so let me get this straight. Did, did you have a particular team that you were assigned to, or were you just over all of them? I, I was responsible for the security contractors that we had assigned to each team, but I was based out of New York. I wasn't responsible for any specific team. I was in the league. Uh-huh. So you, you got to attend the Super Bowl? Numerous times, yes. <laughs> yes. 
Oh my gosh. I bet you have some stories there, and I'd like to talk about maybe some of those in this podcast about some of the, well, things that go on behind the scenes that no one really ever knew about. The amount of planning that happens with the Super Bowl is just, um, it's incredible with all of the agencies and just the different entities that are involved with securing the Super Bowl. It's considered a level one event where, I mean, you'll have Department of Homeland Security, you'll have Secret Service, FBI, National Guard, Marines, um, all types of intelligence uh, entities. It's just, it's unbelievable. So you had to interact with all of those organizations, right? That's correct. Wow. Wow. Did you have a favorite player? I mean, when you were on the Super Bowl, you know, oh, I got to go see uh, uh, so-and-so. Favorite player uh, from the Super Bowl, I would, I would, I would say Pat Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes is my favorite player in the Super Bowl. Okay. All right. So you're at the Super Bowl. And then uh, what happens after that? Well, there is really no off season with the NFL. Um, once the Super Bowl ends, we really start planning for the draft, um, getting all of that security preparation, depending on what city we're in. And um, the combine right before the draft where, you know, you'll have 300 or so um, top college prospects at the in Indiana, um, just preparing to be seen by all the teams. Hmm. So there's there's much more goes on other than at these big events. Oh, that's, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you, after the NFL, what happens? Well, while I was back in New York, it was a decision that I needed to make. Um, my wife was still here in Phoenix, and we were determining whether or not we needed to relocate fully to New York. Um, I wasn't positive about that. My wife was ready to move out of Phoenix. So I started looking at different positions um, towards the West Coast. Um, I was in the process with Disney as a security director, and I was just about to accept a position out there and go through that process. And I just felt compelled that God did not want me there. That's not where he wanted me. So I was sitting in my apartment in New York. And I just decided to open up the laptop and go to Indeed.com and type in security director. And the first line that came up was CCV, director of security. So I called my wife and told her that I wasn't going to pursue the Disney position, that I was going to pursue the director of security for CCV. And just a little backstory for both of us. We were part of Vineyard North Phoenix Church for 15 years, which is here in Peoria. So one of the first questions she asked me was, you know, who do you know at CCV? (laughs) And I said, I don't think I know anybody right off the bat. And she said, well, who called you from CCV to recruit you? And I said, no one. (laughs) And she said, so you're just kind of doing this on a spur of the moment? And I said, yeah, I just feel that God doesn't want me to pursue the Disney position. And so she was very supportive. And she said, if that's, if that's where you feel God is leading you, then let's go for it. So basically the next day I submitted my resume and information and long story short, I was blessed enough to be hired by CCV and I moved back home. Well, God uh, certainly was looking out for you because can you imagine had you taken the job at Disney what you would have gone through the last few years with all the stuff that Disney has gone through? Oh, I, I don't even want to think about it. Yeah. You know, um, in today's world, the, the, the church security is more important than ever. With the increasing number of, you know, violent 
incidents taking place at a lot of our churches, it's it's really essential for the churches to have a have a trained security team in place to help ensure the safety of its members. You know, when I was preparing for this, I I, I turned to scripture to to try and find what does the scripture say about security, and what I found was pretty amazing because there's not just one or two verses. There are a lot of verses um, about security. Uh, in Luke uh, chapter 11, verse 21, it says, When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own house, his possessions are safe. In First Chronicles, uh, Zechariah and uh, Meshachalamiah was the gatekeeper at the entrance to the tent meeting. And the, altogether, those chosen to be gatekeepers at the thresholds, numbered 212. That's about how many security people we have on a, on a weekend here, right? That's about right, yes. Um, altogether, um, those people were pr- protectors of what was going on there. And it also goes on to say that the gatekeepers were, were on the four sides, east, west, north, and south. And because I'm actually serving in security on the weekends— I know how we are set up and where our positions are around uh, our campus here. And guess what? It's east, west, north, and south. So there are other scriptures that talk about the importance of security. And so, Rich, tell us a little bit about the security team, how it works, how many people are on the weekend, that kind of stuff. Well, basically, the security team is set up um, with managers that oversee several campuses and and basically supervise the volunteers that are serving each weekend. Um, the numbers, I, I tend not to get directly into um, just with the specifics of the exact amount, um, but I would say currently over all of our campuses, we have roughly f- almost 500 volunteers serving in security. Wow. I'm willing to bet that a lot of our members and attendees at CCV was not aware of that. Yeah, I would agree with that. A lot of people don't even realize that there is a security team on the campuses, which is which is good, actually, because we try to fly a little bit under the radar because we really try to approach every situation initially pastorally. Yeah, I mean, any congregation that meets or gathering place is really no different than any kind of public event, right? I mean, the church is not much different. Uh, we've seen evidence uh, of that truth in the past few years when we've had, uh, you know, seen some shootings at the churches. And in some of those cases, um, it was really good that there was a security uh, member close to the incident that uh, was able to shut it down and actually save lives. Can can you tell us about one of those? Oh, the one that comes, you know, immediately to mind is the White Plains shooting um, where the subject was in service. Um, Security team had already identified and and was keeping an eye on him. Um, But as quickly as things happened, he was still able to pull out a shotgun, um, shoot two members of the church, one being security and another, I believe, was an usher. Uh, But the head of security was also in the back of the pews and and he was able to pull his weapon and... um, eliminate the threat before other people were hurt. But, you know, even in that sense, they, they knew that he was there. He was a little suspicious looking, um, but it happened so fast that he was still able to do what he was able to do. Mm-hmm. 
Now, I know there's an area of our church that is a priority, and that's our children's area. Tell us how, how we keep watch over the children. Well, we always try to have a physical presence in our kids' area. Um, our campuses, we, we have an extensive network of um, video surveillance a lot of it focusing inside the kids' area. Um, we want to make sure that, number one, we're keeping an eye on the, the kids. We're keeping an eye on any activity that may happen. And it, some of it is a risk management as well because, you know, you have kids that run around and bump into things and, they you know, they run into each other and <laughs> end up with contusions on their heads. And then when the parents come to pick them up, they're wondering, hey, what happened to my child? And so being able to really look back at the camera video footage to just ensure that, number one, we're doing everything that we're supposed to, our volunteers are doing everything, as well as letting the parents know, hey, this is really what happened. And they can actually, you know, review the video if they need to. And it just adds a, a sense of security for them as well. Now, we talk about security a lot because there's, uh, there's an immediate physical danger there. But there's also another aspect of your ministry here at CCV called safety. And in that safety category, you have a lot to prepare for. There's a whole medical team. Talk to us about the safety aspect of your job. So the, the initial part of the safety team um, really lies with four ladies that do all of the vetting and backgrounds for all of our volunteers. So just for our process, all of our volunteers go through a pretty extensive vetting process before they're green light to serve. Um, we just want to ensure that several things are in place, that their backgrounds, regardless of what may have happened in the past, we, we really try to ensure that there's nothing that would red flag someone to prevent them or prohibit them from being around our kids. That's our, our first point of emphasis. So the safety team does the interviews, the background checks, reference checks. Um, we even have a ministry component that does a face-to-face -face interview with any potential volunteers just to make sure that everyone's on the same page, that they understand CCV's culture, that they're in alignment, and that they're, they're in the right space to serve in that ministry. Mm -hmm. And then the second component of the safety area is our medical volunteers. So we have a, a whole slew of medical volunteers that are physicians, physicians assistants, LPNs, RNs, EMTs, um, and they give their time up during each service to respond to, like I said before, you know, the two five-year-olds that decided to collide and both end up with bloody noses or something like that. Um, we have a lot of falls um, with some of our senior citizens, so it's good to have licensed and certified medical professionals that are willing to give up their time to serve the church. Well, we certainly have had a few medical emergencies, and the ones that I've been uh, involved in or at least observed, I can't speak highly enough for the volunteers and the team that took care of those emergencies. Uh, in several of those cases, uh, some of those uh, happened in right during a service where someone 
you know, passed out, um, had a heart attack, and the safety or the medical team was very, very quick to respond and to take care of the situation. In in some of those situations, the congregation was not even aware that there was something going on because you knew how to handle it. And uh, of course, we're in contact with the local emergency ambulances and the ERT teams to quickly respond as well. So it, it really helps for us to be prepared as much as possible for everything from an injured church member to a heart attack or even to a weather threat. Um, I know that we've had several of those where congregation or the church is, is going on and all of a sudden this huge storm is, is moving in and your team goes into action to, to, to get ready for that. That's correct. Um, now we have, uh, tell us about a um, typical profile of someone that's serving on your volunteer team, on your security team. Well, it's not so much a, a specific profile. What we're looking for is the heart for service. Um, and we, we try to get a range of people that can cover basically all different aspects and different backgrounds. So we don't try to just focus on, you know, previous law enforcement or current law enforcement or anyone that, you know, served in our military or anything like that. Um, I mean, it could be anywhere from the uh, stay-at-home mom to the teacher to, like I said, we have doctors that not only serve on the medical side, but actually serve on the security side. So we just, we, we're really looking for anyone that has very good observation skills, mm-hmm. has very good communication skills, and understands the heart and passion of ministering to people initially. So a lot of what they're looking for initially is, you know, the first signs of someone that may need some sort of pastoral care. And from that point, if it has to switch to then the security side, then they're able to do that. So what I'm looking for on the team is someone that doesn't come across as unapproachable, (laughs) that seems like, I label it as the RoboCop look, Mm -hmm. where they're just standing with their arms folded in the scowl and just staring people down. So the the volunteers and the security team are, are really, really good at really blending in with CCV's mission and being very welcoming to everyone so they can receive the word. Well, I know there's a lot that goes into the training, uh, ongoing training. Uh, a lot of volunteer or uh, places to serve, areas to serve here at CCV, you just kind of come on the weekend and you get used to your routine. But in your security team and your medical team as well, there's some ongoing training that takes place. So it's more than just showing up on the weekend. I know um, in checking some of the things that I need to catch up on, uh, there's stuff like uh, learning how to stop the bleed. And what what are some other kinds of training that one needs to go through to be on the security team? So anytime we're vetting anyone that has that calling to serve and they want to serve on the security team, we're very transparent and explaining the commitment to the time that it takes to serve on this team. Um, unlike some of our other ministries, there is a lot of extra training that goes in place. All of the volunteers that are on the security side, um, they go through, like you said, the stop the bleed class. So they know how to tend to trauma wounds um, to stabilize someone until EMTs and ambulances arrive in case we have a situation 
where there's, you know, a severe wound or anything like that. Um, they also go through what we call CCC, which is chest, continuous chest compressions. It's, it's an offtake of CPR um, because here in Arizona, what a lot of agencies and techniques are going through is just the chest compression. So we do training on that and understanding the cadence that's necessary and, and tending to someone that may go down that has a heart attack. They have their AED certifications where they know how to use all of our AEDs that are located strategically um, throughout our campuses. Um, we have ongoing training where we're just talking about situational awareness, anything that may happen during service and how do we coordinate that. We have um, intense training that we call ALICE, which is a program that really deals with um, responding to a critical incident, a violent critical incident. And that incident, you know, runs the range of if it's an active shooter or an active threat, or let's just say on some of our campuses, we're, we're located in like this campus, especially, I mean, we have businesses around. So if someone decided to commit a crime at the Circle K across the street and it's an armed robbery or something like that, they could come onto our campus. So we go in, in through training about how to go into lockdown and enhance lockdown. And if we have any type of situation where we may have to evacuate. So all of the volunteers, um, there's just ongoing training and that's not even getting into the firearms component of it. Well, there's a lot of benefits for having a trained security team. And, uh, and as you say, it does send a message to the community that, that our church is committed to providing a safe and secure environment. And I think this can help build trust to attract even new members who might be looking for a, for a welcoming and secure and safe place to worship. I think one of, the, one of the biggest advantages of a trained security team is that it can help prevent incidents from occurring in the first place. You know, you, you by conducting regular assessments, like you say, or security audits, audits, that sort of thing. That's correct. And like I said, a lot of times things can be thwarted up front with really good identification. If someone is walking onto the campus and let's just, you know, for example, they just had a bad day. Something was not going well. Maybe something wasn't going well in their relationship with their spouse. Something wasn't going well with their relationship with their kids at work, whatever. There have been situations where someone has come onto campus that has had some personal turmoil going on, and then there's something in the message mm -hmm. that is given that causes a trigger, causes someone to snap. So recognizing someone walking onto campus that may just look like they're a little distraught and that's where that first line of pastoral mm -hmm. care comes and having that that initial conversation and maybe finding out that something is going on in their personal life then we can actually minister to them even in the security side or direct them to one of our our um, associate pastors or someone else that can sit down with them but kind of getting ahead of that before they get into the message or into the uh, the auditorium and having that trigger go off where something may happen, that's that's really what our goal is. Well, I just happen to think another benefit, um, it has to give our teaching pastors, Pastor Ashley and, and Mark, uh, a sense of peace that there's a team in place. 
um, they come out and are in the lobby and uh, it's just one less thing that they have to worry about because let's face it, they are um, known as the, the leaders of our organization. And if there's something that bad's going to happen, uh, it might be, uh, they might be targeted for that. And for them to know that there's a team in place has to give them a little bit of peace and therefore help them just in, in uh, the message that they're delivering that day. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, I think Mark, Ashley, you know, really, and any any of our campus pastors, they're looked at as the face of CCV. So if someone is having any kind of issues, if they have any kind of heartburn towards the church, they're going to go to what they feel is the head of the church. And if it's one of our other campuses where Ashley or Mark may not be at, at that time, they're going to look at the campus pastor. So we're we're really in tune with making sure that you know they're able to minister to people and 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 be very welcoming. But on the same token, we want to make sure that there's no harm that comes to them. Well, Rich, as we as we wrap up here, how if someone uh, that's listening would like to get involved with safety and security, what should they do? Well, if you're Attending CCV, um, the neat thing with technology, you can go to the CCV app and put an inquiry in to serve. Um, and that's with any of our ministries, but you can put an in, uh, inquiry in to serve with safety and security. Um, and we'll turn around and we'll make contact with you, have that initial conversation, just so you understand Number one, the responsibility that comes along with it and the time commitment. And we really try to be very transparent because, like I said, with other ministries, your time commitment may be maybe one or two hours a weekend where safety and security in a month, I mean, you could have to, you know, spend 12 to 15 hours in different training and serving Mm -hmm. and everything that goes on. Well, Rich, thanks for joining us today. And, um, we uh, really appreciate what you and your team are doing. It truly is a mission field right in our own church here. And I know that you also get out to other churches because um, uh, CCV is looked at um, as having a one of the best trained security teams in the country. I know that because I'm involved with a lot of different churches. And I regularly get these questions about, um, hey, I hear you've got this uh, great uh, security team. Uh, uh, who do I get in touch with? And so... So I know I know you're doing a great job, and so I would just like to continue to pray that the Lord keeps us safe, keeps your team safe, and that um, we continue to work together uh, for the kingdom work that we have going on here at Christ Church of Valley. Thanks for joining us, Rich. Thank you, Larry. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Let's Go 360 podcast, sponsored by Christ Church of the Valley. Check out CCV at ccv.church and our missions activity at ccv.church missions, where we are trying to fulfill the Great Commission, inspired by the Great Commandments. <laughs>